Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Chicken Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe wherever you listen to my the podcast. Um, if you are on YouTube, or even if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. That's where uh, you can make comment on my show. You don't have to listen to it there if you don't want to, but if you want to, you can listen to my show there, and you could comment and talk to me. I always comment back to everybody who writes a comment. As well as a lot of the people who come on the show go to YouTube to see what people are ta- saying about their, their episode. And then I always tell them to respond to people. So you could talk to the guests on my show. You could talk to me. You could give your two cents about the episode. All that good stuff is on YouTube. So sign up for my YouTube channel. I love YouTube. If you could write a review, write a review. I love good reviews. Someone wrote me a bad review the other day. So who cares? I think it's very odd, though, I have to say, as a person who's Never wrote a bad review. I love writing good reviews because doesn't it feel good to like help somebody out because they're doing a good job. But the mentality of really going out of your way to write a really long-winded, rude email about somebody or somebody's business or somebody's thing that they put together. This is like my creative show. I fucking created. I've been doing it for six years. I've never been paid a dime for it. Yet somebody feels the desire to go on there and trash me and say all kinds of rude things. And it's, it's weird. I wonder if that person is maybe not happy. I don't know. <laughs> because I would never do that, would you? I think most people don't do that there is. But I think it tells you what kind of a person it is. But anyway, if you want to write a review and you're a happy person, <laughs> write a good review. If you're miserable, go listen to somebody else's podcast. Um, so anyway, uh, what else? Oh, if you want to join my Patreon, I have a Patreon page. I have three different tiers. They're pretty basic, easy to understand what you get for them. If you sign, you know, they're all on my Patreon page. You could go and learn all about those. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, there's a page where really literally, or no, page. Did I keep saying page? <laughs> the tiers. They're tiers. You got to put up tiers. But there's like a $3 tier that is really awesome because basically at three bucks, you're supporting my show, which is really appreciated. Like I said, I've been doing this for six years. It takes a lot of work. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I've never been paid for it. So in that sense, you're donating to my show. But you also get all of these episodes early, right? I Everybody gets them. The regular people get them on Sunday night at 8.30. Everybody on my Patreon page gets it uh, uh, on Friday at noon. So if you want to get early access and just help out my show because you enjoy it and you're a listener and you want to throw me a couple bucks a month, go to my Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast and sign up. 
Today I want a guy. Oh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show. I say it's a call and advice show, but you know, it's basically a show where people call in and talk about all kinds of things. I give some people advice. I listen to people talk about their naughty, private, secret lives a lot of the times. It's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Everybody's anonymous, including me. So if you want to come on the show, send me an email or go to my website, Strictly. Yeah, just go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Click on Be On The Show and send me an email and we'll coordinate a time for you to call in. Let's see. I have on a guy. I still have so many backed up episodes. I did, I taped this guy like early on in COVID lockdown, like March. <laughs> uh, his name is Dave. He's bi. He was a listener of the show or found my show, I think, because he had found another bi guys uh, episode and was like, hey, I got a story for you, too. He's another guy that has it as a secret life. He, we talk about when it started for him, when he first started holding up with guys, when he first started realizing that he was into guys. He's married and has and has been seeing guys on the side. We talk about, you know, how he keeps that going, where he meets these guys, where he, when he first started hooking up with them, what he likes to do with them, how the whole submissive thing comes into play with him when he's with guys and all that kind of stuff. It's uh. You know, I think a lot of people will find this podcast and will be listening to it because maybe they're in the same boat. That's what typically happens when I air these episodes. I get another bi guy who's living a secret life that listened to this and was like, oh my God, I could totally relate. So a lot of you will be able to relate to him. A lot of you won't be able to relate, but it's a fascinating story. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Dave. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Oh, hey, Dave. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. You're another guy that's living a secret bisexual life, right? Is that your deal? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Why don't you explain uh, your story and why you wanted to call in? I mean, this is like a topic that, I mean, every time I have a guy on like you, like I just, I hear from like 10 others, you know, and it just turns out after six years of doing my show, I have so many guys on that are copping to this kind of a story, but everyone's is unique, right? So why don't you just explain yours really quickly, like in an overview, and then I'll ask you a bunch of questions. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, basically the deal is that I'm like, uh, mostly into women you know um like beautiful girls and whatnot always dated girls um never been interested in dating any guys or anything um so mostly straight and like you know um the way most people would consider but the thing is i mean i kind of also find um a dicks to be attractive uh-huh. just like just the cock itself mm-hmm. um so yeah, so that and you're married, right? Yeah. And true. how old are you? You sound super young to me. Uh, no, I'm 32. You're 32 now. How long have you been married for? Uh, about six years. About six years. Now, does anybody besides me and all my listeners now that are listening know about your life? I mean, 
you said that, I think you said that your wife kind of knew or did she knows about a couple experiences, right? Is that true? No, she, she has no idea. Um, I, uh, I only mentioned that I had some experiences. Oh, okay. It wasn't that she knew about them. Okay. Right, right. She doesn't, but she has no idea. And does anybody have any idea besides the people that you're with? No, it's, it's totally like something I keep to myself. Right. And now how long, like when was the first time that you hooked up with a guy? Uh, well, I can remember that really clearly, actually. Um, I was, sorry, you said hooked up. Um, yeah, or even just started, uh, like, playing around with guys. I, I or, was, yeah. I was going to say, like, when I first kind of had, like, a first thought like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Uh, sure. Well, I was kind of, like, in uh, high school. Uh-huh. And um, I think I was about uh, 16. And, um, well, it's kind of, like, the story is kind of intertwined with... Um, drugs honestly uh-huh. a lot of my story is uh-huh. um but so that day uh me and like some friends um were just hanging out at a friend's house and somebody pulled out like some pills and i was like oh what's this it's like oh these are whatever you know they're pretty good they're kind of like speedy kind of things and i've had a you know long history of just being open to that stuff uh-huh. uh, you know along with my friends so kind of just naturally everybody popped a pill um and we just hung out and, you know, it was the first time I'd done that, that particular thing. Uh-huh. Um, so we were all feeling good, you know, just talking a lot, felt like we were walking on clouds or whatever, that kind of thing. And we decide to go to, um, like a friend's house, a different friend's house. So we all pack into the car and there was like four of us in the back seat. So uh, we we're all guys. And, um, just to kind of like make more room, I remember kind of like putting my arms around both guys that were like on either side of me. Right, right. So that your, your arms were up and away, right? Okay. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And like right then I was like, oh man, I feel good. And then I thought, hmm, if they wanted, I would not mind like just sucking their cocks. <laughs> really? And that was the first time that you remember. I mean, because you're 16, you're older, right? I mean, you could have, like, had, you don't remember before that ever, like, when you were maybe Googling for porn or, like, jerking off, ever thinking about guys in any way, shape, or form? Um, Not really. I mean, I think I might have, like, even before that, been uh, just, like, attracted to the sight uh-huh. of, uh, like, a hard cock. So uh-huh. when I watched porn... And this is like in, in, in hindsight, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was just, you know, I was also interested in watching like the dick as much as the girl. Right. You didn't, but you didn't put it together yet until, so now you're like high on drugs. You're in the backseat with these, all these guys. And, and then all of a sudden you could remember even now that at that moment, like what clicked in your brain that you were like, oh, if they did something, you'd be into it. Yeah, I mean, it was just like a kind of like just a lovey feeling uh-huh. um, more more than like lust. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like in line with like the way we were all feeling and the way I was feeling. It was just like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't, it's not that I want to, but I just wouldn't mind. You okay. know what I mean? Like I would be happy to like kind of just like make them feel better. And then of course I was like, hmm, that's a weird thought. You know, not really kind of like my, my bag, but okay. Uh-huh. And I just brushed it off. Okay. And then what happens? I mean, like, uh, so that's like when you're 16, right? Now, yeah. like when you're, when you come down from that drug, do you ever like in the next couple of weeks or even that night, like think back to like how you were feeling in that moment and wonder or make you like, did you? Oh, st- yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, so from like that point onwards kind of thing, like it's, it's something that I 
you know, kept thinking about and then like increasingly so. So, I mean, like you were asking if I kind of like checked out porn and whatnot. Yeah, that's when you started afterwards, right? Exactly. Uh Yeah. So at that point, I definitely started to like check out more kind of like, I think I started out with like maybe like she and that kind of thing. And then like that moved to like um, probably just looking at like bisexual porn. Uh You know, if there's like a guy and a girl Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And then, you know, and then I think I eventually started also. Uh, watching just like straight out gay porn right. I mean I watch all and like that to this day like it kind of varies but so I, I kind of like moved in that direction uh yeah and then it just became like more a part of my life and like more part of like more something that I kind of couldn't deny uh-huh but, but how did that make you feel like what well, did it freak you out were you like super confused because you're kind of young at that time right and that's like when you're just starting to date girls right you know you like girls but now all of a sudden I think it might exactly. be a little heavy to have those thoughts and oh, yeah. not have anyone to share it with. So, like, you're probably super confused. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, like, more, I mean, so confused was one part. And then, like, I think, you know, on the other hand, I also just kind of, like, shut it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or at least the um, kind of, like, trying to explain it away. Like, I thought either it's, like, a phase or it's just, like, a fetish or... Right, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm just trying to kind of like justify it and think like, okay, well, I know I like girls, so it can't be that I'm gay. Yeah. Um, what could it be? And, and the, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different ways, I guess I thought about it. Um, and uh, the main one was probably just to kind of like ignore it. Right. Of course, because it's hard to come to terms when you're that age. You have so many other things going on that you've got to figure out and come to terms with. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to, sure. that's a, a to put that on. It's a heavy. It's heavy. You know, and it's it's a lot to take in, right? Because what does that mean? Like you know that you're not gay, right? Because you like women, but to understand that you're bisexual probably at that point is hard to swallow or really even understand. I think. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because that's a long time ago. I think it's a lot more, not common, but more known, like bisexuality, what it is and what it means. And, you know, nowadays it's more out there, you know, and there's more information. Whereas, you know, when you were 16, 15 years ago, I don't think there was many. I've been confused about what that fucking means forever. I was called out by many people here and I actually have two podcast tapes I haven't aired them yet for guys that were like hey listen I want to come on and just like explain to you that like you've got it all wrong and they were they really made me see the light because I was looking at bisexuality very wrong too so I think it's like uh it's more clear now what it what it means right if you're bisexual but not when you were younger now did you so you're like 16 you have these thoughts you start like googling porn you're i'm like assuming like when did you lose your virginity to a girl and then i want to know when you lost your virginity if you have to a guy sure so um to a girl i think i was about like 19 uh-huh uh just like in high school yeah uh-huh. um, hot girl that i like kind of thing there's like super typical nothing like strange about that at all right um with guys, it's a little bit more complicated because it's been like more kind of um, like isolated experiences. I mean, there's been a handful, but they were each kind of like uh, smaller. Like I wouldn't, I mean, it was the first time I would had done something, but I don't know if you could say that I lost my virginity because I didn't. Um, right. Have you ever had like full on, like, I mean, well, would you consider yourself a top or a bottom? First of all, do you know? Oh, well, that's an Are interesting you a question. Switch? <laughs> well, it's it, so basically like when I first started out, 
mm-hmm. um, like definitely I think the thought was more aside from like not understanding it it was definitely more like well okay you know if I'm anything it's like a top uh-huh. and like you know attached to that would be kind of like the guys that I found attractive would be kind of like slender and like effeminate and whatnot uh-huh. but um, definitely over the years I think it's kind of like changed a little bit and it's adjusted so that if anything yeah I'm a little bit um, bet- between both and if anything really I'm kind of submissive oh wow my... that's interesting it's changed over time ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Yeah. So now yeah. what was the first, because you said like your experiences where guys were like, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. What was your first actual little bit experience? You know, the, the experience you had with a guy the first time. Because you didn't have any before you were 16, right? No playing around or experimenting when you were little that you can no. remember? No. So not at that point. But then like soon after that um, that time when I was 16, uh-huh. I was like kind of like 18 or something. Uh-huh. Um, we actually did, uh, a bunch of friends and I actually did ecstasy for the first time. Uh-huh. And that was just kind of like a total revelation. Um, because when I did, it just, I really felt... Um, like super super feminine and like super submissive and like yeah i just felt like you know if i could have my way if it was completely up to me uh this was like in a club right Uh i would just be like you know i would take like five different guys to like the back room and like blow all of them (laughs) hey you want (laughs) to be like a slutty girl (laughs) yeah i mean it just made me like just really slutty basically Uh but slutty in like a effeminate way and yeah. like a receptive way uh-huh. and in particular to like the idea of um like at that point i don't think i had any interest in like um getting fucked or anything it yeah. was just all about like uh, blowing guys and like, pleasing a guy cock. right yeah. now so at that club that night did you do anything with some did you take a guy to the bathroom no, I mean, I tried, like, you know, I kind of, like, walked around and, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it was just, like, making eyes at everybody, but, um, you know, maybe it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be, and it's kind of a little difficult in that state because you don't, you feel great, but maybe you don't look so great kind of thing. Right, uh-huh. So, um, and, and so, yeah, it's just difficult to kind of, like, coordinate yourself and kind of, like, you know, pursue things, really. Right, so after that, like, when was the actual, like... Yeah, so I, the the actual first time was in college, mm-hmm. and like basically because of that time when I did ecstasy and that turned everything on, yeah. um, like I got really into kind of like pursuing it and just like finding people who'd be like suitable or whatnot. So looking at Craigslist, that's that's what was on yeah. back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I used to get all my li- callers from Craigslist when I first started out. So that's yeah. where you went looking to hook up with like a real guy exactly uh-huh. yeah i mean at first i was just like you know like perusing and then perusing like more seriously and then like you know actually reaching out to people um you know that i thought were like attractive uh and like talking to people and then like chickening out that happened like pretty frequently uh-huh. or like several times i should say yeah i'm sure that's more um, co- it's very common yeah and because i was just like really intent on like uh screening 
Uh -huh. was really hard, uh -huh. you know, and I was just, like, interested in, like, because, like I said, it's all about the, the dick, you know what I mean? So it's, like, I just really want it to be, like, perfect. And what is perfect for you? Um, so I used to kind of like all uh, races. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, you know, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. Yeah. But, like, the ideal has definitely, like, kind of solidified into, uh, like, a white cock. Uh-huh. Cut and uh, straight. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, just like, but you know. do pretty. you like I'm extra big? Do you not care? Like, is size important to you when you were looking on Craigslist? Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, bigger than me. Uh-huh. It, it would be nice. And what yeah, about age? Did you care what it was attached to, or was it really just about the cock? Like, did you care if it was an older guy or not, or did, did you have uh, any preference? I mean, it, 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 didn't, it didn't really matter. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, definitely, like, if, if I had a choice, it would be, like, um... Yeah, like more on the youthful side. Yeah. But I mean, if it was like an older guy with just an absolutely like perfect like cock, then that would be fine. Right. So now you're weeding out a lot of guys, right? And you're chickening out a lot. Who was the first guy that you actually said okay to? And why was it? Do you think it was just the right timing? Or was there something about that guy that made you feel comfortable that you decided to meet him? Um. Maybe, maybe a little bit of like all those things, uh -huh. you know, it, it had been like uh, enough times had gone by that I chickened out and like the per the guy was like nice enough, uh -huh. it seems. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he sent me a picture of himself and he just had like a really great, like beautiful cock. Um, so I was like, yeah. oh, and then I think he was willing to like come to where I was yeah. um, and like pick me up and we would go to his house. So it was just all... You know, like it ticked off all the boxes, kind of thing. Yeah, all the stars aligned. Place. Yeah, and and also I didn't have to kind of like worry about like how to get there at that hour because it was kind of late. So it it just ticked everything. And now, was he an older guy, or do you remember how old he was? Because you were young, right? You're like eighteen at this point. Yeah, I think I was like nineteen. Uh huh. Um, and he was a little bit older, so he was maybe like 30, 31, something like that. Right now, are you dating anybody at the time? Like, do you have a girlfriend while this is going down, or are you single? Um, I think I was like on and on and off with somebody, uh, right? I mean, I was. I can tell you that for sure. I just don't remember if it was on or off at that exact. <laughs> oh, right. Point. Okay. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it was. I was. Yeah. So the guy comes and picks you up. Now, let me ask you this: Were you responding to people's ads that they had placed, or did you place your own ad in Craigslist? Uh, I think it was more responding, though. I might have like placed one once right. or twice, just uh -huh. kind of like myself. And so this guy's ad that you responded to, was he looking for a blowjob? And is that what you were going to do with him? Uh, I think, you know, uh, probably I made it, or I'm, I'm sure I made it clear to him that like, this was like, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do. And like, you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. we'll probably, like it could just be that we'll kind of like jack off together. Yeah. Um, so he was cool with that. So we went in with like that kind of understanding and so he picks you up, like, and you see him. Was he good looking? Did you feel comfortable immediately? Was it uncomfortable? Were you super horny? Like, what was going through your mind? Because uh -huh. I would say after all this time, you know, you had built it up, right? And now you're finally, sure. like, in a car ready to have your real first experience. Yeah, I mean, I remember he wasn't, like, particularly good looking. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, like you say, I was, it had been, like, really built up at that point. Yeah. And I was just like really kind of looking forward to it and then also i knew like you know um what he was going to be working with kind of thing yeah because so, that was important not so much the face uh-huh 
um, like that kind of just, you know, even though I wasn't that attracted to uh, the way he looked, I, you know, I, I was fine with going ahead. Right. And so he brings you back to his house. And what happened? Uh, well, we basically just started like smoking, I think, um, you know, just like smoking a joint and he put on some porn. Uh, we started like jacking off. Um, that For the most part, that's what happened. Like we kind of like jacked off or whatnot. Uh, uh-huh. But I did ask him like, oh, you know, do you mind if I uh, like reach over and touch it or whatever? And he was like, yeah, you know, go ahead. It's, it's all good. So I did. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, I just gave it like a couple strokes, uh, felt kind of different to what I was expecting. Um, and then I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm good for now. That's kinda, interesting like, that it felt different considering like, you know, because you have a dick, right? I mean, did it feel as like yours? I mean, how did it feel different? Well, the thing is, it's that like when you touch your own one, like yeah. obviously like the skin moves, yeah. but, um, like there's kind of like a corresponding feeling when like it moves versus right. like when I grabbed another guy's, I was kind of surprised. Like I, I guess oh, I, that's I, so I, guess interesting. I kind of imagined yeah. that it would be like a, um, almost like a dildo kind of, like I would just, my hand would just go up and down it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Perfectly smoothly. Uh-huh. But then the skin like moved. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that was unexpected, but you know, it yeah, made sense, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I don't have a dick, right? But I've stroked a lot of them. So for me, it's like, it is what it is. Right. But that's sure. interesting that from somebody like you who has one that you were expecting something different, which I wouldn't yeah. understand. But when you explain it, I totally do. So you didn't blow him or anything, right? You guys kind of jerk off. Do you ever wind up seeing him again? Uh, no. no, no, never again. It was a one time thing. Yeah. Was it like really hot to you that first time, that first experience? Uh, it was. It was definitely. But at the same time, I was just kind of like a little bit weirded out and didn't, you know, at first time didn't didn't really know what I was doing. And it kind of it also, you know, went against in a way, at least, you know, what I thought of myself, you know, like a straight guy. So, right. Uh, so like after you come, you're like, what the fuck did I do and where am I kind of thing? <laughs> so I actually... I think purposefully I didn't come. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And like kind of just, you know, we just like enjoyed a little bit, talked a little bit, um, like while we were, you know, doing the thing. And um, yeah, and then I just kind of said that I had to leave and he was like, okay. Um, and I did. Um, and then it was only like when I went back home that I kind of, you know, did anything. And, and I definitely, yeah, I definitely felt a little bit weird. Uh-huh. Um, but not as, not as like vaulted as I would have thought. Right. So it was all good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what's your next experience? Like, is it because you went and you had this experience, but it what, like you didn't blow somebody and you still had these desires. Did, were your desires more because you finally experienced it? Or did, did you feel like just meeting that guy kind of like, you know, gave you your fix and you could go a while without being with another guy? Um, I don't remember it like particularly being like amped up or anything. Yeah. Um, Probably I was like kind of like satisfied for a little while, but uh-huh. you know, um, not too long, obviously. Like, I was back within who knows, like a couple of days or whatever, and uh, just looking again, you know. Uh huh. And then what happened in your next experience? Uh, so the next one, well, actually, um, so like, like I said, I, I used to kind of be much more open to um, everything in terms of preference, yeah. Um, and so the next guy was black uh-huh. and 
yeah, he, you know, talked to him for a while, asked him like a bunch of questions. Like part of it, part of the thrill was asking the questions because it was like a world that I, I'm like not privy to. So uh-huh. it'd just be like, oh, like you know, what about this? What about that? And you know, he took the time and answered all my que- questions and whatnot. But what kind of questions were you asking him? Like what? It, like I have no idea what about this and what about that means. Um, you know, just things like, uh, I guess I just ask like, you know. Um, how old were you when you first did it and like how was it and you know like did it live up to your expectations kind of thing or like what did you do like you know maybe trying to live vicariously I guess you could say or learn about it I think that's interesting that you were like trying to get you know learn about what you were going through from somebody else who had maybe been there for a little bit longer I I mean yeah I mean they're the only people that you can talk to yeah really yeah. yeah, so people mm-hmm. who are kind of in the same boat or similar. So anyways, I mean, you know, he was a cool enough guy and like he came over and everything. Um, but it was like basically, again, the same deal. Told him that I wasn't sure what I was going to be comfortable with. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, maybe we'll just kind of like jack off. Maybe I'll like blow you like maybe uh, whatever. Um, so he did and he came over and everything. And that's exactly what we we're doing. And then he actually got a call and had to like go outside for a couple minutes. Uh-huh. Um, and when he came back in, like at that point I was kind of like, you know, I had like built up enough nerve kind of thing. So I like asked him if, you know, um, if I just asked him like, Hey, can I like suck your dick kind of thing? Uh-huh. Uh, and unfortunately he had to go. So it was oh, like no. such a frustration. Yeah. And, um, but you know, um, he didn't even say, okay, just do it for like a minute. He's like, no, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I like, I don't know. So, like, maybe he just wasn't like into me kind of thing. And, uh-huh. You know, he's like seen enough. Like, that's, yeah, I wonder if that's the case. Um, but, you know, yeah, he basically well, had maybe to he would, but Yeah, but he could have been married and that was his wife calling. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened and that, and he got freaked out. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily that he yeah. wasn't into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sucks, right? You must have been a little frustrated, sexually frustrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, on the other hand, like, afterwards, so, like, when I came, I was kind of like, oh, wow, I'm glad that didn't happen because, like, you know, how would I would have lived with myself kind of thing. Right. That makes sense. You would have felt it weirded out by that you actually did do it and had a dick in your mouth. I guess, yeah. That's what you were thinking. Have you, by- well, no, I don't want to, I don't want the answer yet. Okay, let's do it this way instead. I'll get the answer eventually. What's your next experience after that one? And, you know, now when do you meet your wife? How old were you when you met your wife? So I met my wife, like, uh, I think like second year of college kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and we just, you know, we had a kind of college sweetheart kind of thing and uh, stayed together and. Until, you know, a couple a couple years after we graduated and got married. Okay, so now you're still, haven't met your wife yet in the story where we're talking about you hooking up with these guys and everything, right? Um, I think I had, honestly. Oh, you had. So when you were with yeah. that black guy, you had already met your wife and you were dating her and this is all mm-hmm. being done behind her back. Yeah, and, and like behind her back slash um, when it was off or... Oh, I mean, she was yes, the one that you were on and off with. Exactly. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Okay. For everyone out there, the girls, I mean, normally I would think if something's on and off, like how do they ever wind up actually married? You just think like, oh, it's a garbage relationship that's never going to work out. It's interesting that you had on and off and then you guys actually wind up getting together and got married and quote unquote yeah. lived happily ever after. 
yeah yeah i mean and that's yeah that is the case for the most part uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but so yeah I, I do agree with you that it you know there were like avenues for me to kind of get out but it's it's not like i wanted to and like spend the rest of my life kind of like pursuing like the secret life or anything like that wasn't my goal uh-huh. because like i said i'm like at least equally if not more into girls so right so now after that guy when was it like when did you get to be like did the next time that you're with a guy did you wind up getting to experience giving a guy a blowjob so again the next time i mean i kind of basically just like fell into this like uh pattern pattern or like habit of um yeah because it kind of allowed me to avoid confronting anything like uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. kind of still kind of like enjoying myself so you know starting with the first one there was like a whole string of like guys that i would just kind of um uh, like jack off with uh-huh. and for the most part it was i mean a lot of it also involved like you know i told you that the first time when i had that experience with ecstasy it was kind of like um revelatory uh-huh. so i kind of one thought that i always had was like well i mean if i could have that again then you know like i would make it happen kind of thing like yeah. it would definitely happen that day uh-huh. and, and indeed like every like the handful of other times that i've done ecstasy it's been like It'd always be like, wow, you know, like I can't believe today is going to be the day, you know, uh-huh. just like just be so like sure about it or whatnot. But, you know, it wouldn't happen. Um, so part of it was just trying to like emulate that and, you know, find something that would be a substitute. So when I was like on Grinder looking for people, um, a lot of people would mention uh, like partying and like t- um, Tina, uh, which I had never heard about. Yeah, uh, I've turns never out heard of that. Like, What's that? So it turns out that that's like a myth. Uh-huh. Um, And, you know, I looked into it, you know, saw that there was definitely, like, a big impact on uh, libido, that kind of thing. Um, So I was like, yeah, like, why not, you know? And I would kind of, like, tempt these guys to kind of, so I would, like, screen for people who had it and were, like, willing to share. And it would kind of be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, I'm a straight guy coming over and I just want to kind of, like, check off. Like, do you want to, like, watch me? Like, maybe you can, like, blow me, that kind of thing. But, um in return, you know, I'll be like smoking or whatever. And then, you know, we'll just, we'll just kind of like kick back and have a good time kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, so in all those, like in that string, it was never necessarily that I was like interested in the guy or that they were attractive. I wasn't screening for that. It was just screening for the experience of like getting like the drugs um, uh, getting. Yeah. But not for its own sake. Like Right. But recreating that, that maybe that backseat moment high that you had that felt like at that point, like top of the mountain kind of thing. Right. Exactly. And and then just enjoying what like what would come in its wake. You know what I mean? So like in that kind of like heightened sexual like yeah. uh, drive, like, you know, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Uh, but the funny thing about it is that it doesn't like it does amp you up. But uh-huh. um, at least for me, not towards like men. So I would find that I would do it and I would just become like fascinated by women, like beyond, like far beyond, like how, you how I am. How fascinated with men? Oh, okay, right. But you're with a guy when you're doing it, right? But yet you're. How do you realize that you're yes. just fascinated with women if you're all alone with a guy in your house? Well, I wouldn't be all over the guy. Like we, I'd come over. It would always be that I would go over and like they would kind of like um, smoke me up, uh-huh. and then once it kicked in, like you know, remember the guy was supposedly getting getting enough just by kind of like having me there and like watching me kind of like jack off uh-huh. um and i i kind of couldn't care less if he was there because i was just so like it just it's like such a um 
overwhelming kind of uh, drive that yeah. comes over you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like, you can just stare into the TV, into the TV's like right. soul for like four hours. Right, kind of and thing. you're fulfilled. So that's all you need. And every, every girl looks like more beautiful than the last. Oh, like okay. Creepy. So you're watching TV. So it's on TV. The porn. Yeah, the yeah, porn and yeah. jacking off and, and just like enjoying the whole. And this you know, is meth. This is what Tina is meth. I guess, yeah. Okay. And, and like I said, it's that's not my thing. So I've only done it like a handful of times. And uh-huh. It would always be like with these guys. Yeah, this um, kind of experience. Through, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, through Grinder. So, yeah, but it, it would it would be the same thing every time. Just like totally into like jacking off and and just kind of like hanging out there and like you know, um, you know, like exhibiting myself and kind of like talking to the other guy and just being like open and kind of like surprised none like, of these guys ever tried anything more with you. I mean, definitely they would be like, oh, you know, like, can I do this or can I do that? And I'd just be like, oh, you know what? Like maybe in like a couple minutes kind of thing or maybe in a little while. And then honestly, that time never came. Right. Ever with any of these guys. So you were always able to keep it in that safe zone for you, even when you were like high on Tina or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You were able to keep it in that place that you had kept it in for all that time. Uh, well, yeah, except for one time, which is kind of like the furthest that I ever went, I guess. Yeah. And that time, uh, kind of went over to a guy's house and the whole deal of that day, I think was that, um, like I made it really clear to him again, that whole kind of like spiel. Uh, but for like a change kind of thing, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I guess I'd be down to like, kind of like, um, like kind of come on your face or whatever. Uh-huh. Like when I'm done, if that's like something you'd be interested in. Yeah. And like even before I got there, he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe I can just like suck you a little bit. I was like, look, the most I can promise is like, you know, to kind of like, um, you know, just give you a facial or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's what I went there on the understanding I would be doing. Right. Um, but then I just got caught up in the moment, actually. And I was just like, hey, like, do you want to uh, do you want to blow me? And uh, he did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I have not much to say except it was like a really good blowjob. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. But, yeah, it was like uh, shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it didn't take me too long, really. I mean, I'm not. I, I can usually go, but that was like really good, and so you know, just kind of. Um... Oh, and I kind of remembered something else now. But so I kind of, um, I think before. I asked him to blow me. Uh-huh. Um, this was one of the guys I told you about, like, that I, that I kind of, uh, that, the type that I like, which is, like, thin and effeminate. Yeah. Um, especially at the time. So he was like that, and he had, like, you know, very kind of, like, uh, soft legs, long legs, like a nice ass kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I asked him to kind of, like, just uh, bend over in front of me, like, kind of while I was jacking off. Uh-huh. Kind of just, like, let me see all that. And he did, and he was like, you know, um, what's it, kind of just like looking back and, you know, trying to look enticing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I had to like reach out and grab his ass because it looked identical to like um, a really hot girl's ass. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't feel weird at all. You know, it didn't feel uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, I think I actually kind of fingered him a little bit too, which I was really surprised about at the time. But um, like in that moment, I just didn't think twice about it. Right, you were horny and just, and you were also high. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, did that for a little bit, and he was like moaning or whatnot. Um, and, you know, I got my fix in that regard, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and like you know kind of just went back to paying attention to myself um and then yeah like towards the end i was like oh well how about you know do you want to like try something or do you want to um blow me and uh, he did right so that was but you didn't blow him no and he wouldn't have been the kind of guy that i would have wanted to so like i told you that's one kind of guy that i liked the effeminate yeah guy Mm -hmm. but if i was going to be doing you know what i would really like to be doing which is to be the effeminate guy myself um that would just be a completely different kind of you know uh look or, or, or type guy, that I would right, do. it would it wouldn't be that guy. That guy is not the guy that you want to be on your knees in front of. Exactly. Right. So you definitely it changes when you want to be the bottom and be more submissive, right? Per se, you you mm-hmm. have a certain kind of guy for that fantasy, and when you yeah. what you were doing with this guy was the opposite, right? So he exactly. blew you. Exactly. Yeah. So you still haven't blown a guy. No, unfortunately. I mean, like, I think about it, like, 500 times a day. But I don't um, know if it's unfortunate. I think it's by your design. I mean, I don't, like, I think you might, you could say, oh, it's unfortunate, but it's not like you haven't had a, a lot of opportunities. It's like you're the only person that's in the way is you, right? Well, yeah. I mean, well, the, so you're right, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, I will add that the, I guess that the big kind of motivator there is because I worry that, um, I would like pick something up and give it to my wife uh-huh. or to put it differently. Like if, if we lived in a world without any kind of like, you know, um, STDs or whatever, yeah, um, I would definitely blow a guy today. You would. So it's more yeah. the fear of like, Oh, so you could catch something. Uh, not that I'm worried about it myself, but yeah, just that, of course. You know, like I'm married and yeah. so you're not worried about getting I, caught. Exactly. So kind of damaging her and, you know, to whatever extent and then getting caught. Oh, yeah. The ramifications are huge. Not just like it's you lose your wife. She also knows your secret, right? You're outed. I mean, there's a lot that goes down if something like that happens, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Right. But but before, I mean, I, I just feel like because of just certain things that you said, I feel like you might be afraid as well like there might be this other thing going on where or maybe that maybe you would like it to like you're afraid to really like experience it because that would be really admitting that maybe it was something that you liked maybe that would freak you out I mean does any of that make sense uh yeah I mean I know what you mean and for a long time that was definitely the case Uh and you know to some extent now perhaps like that is the case somewhat Uh but i think the thing is now like i'm i'm kind of cool with doing it anyways no matter what it means you know what i mean like it's something that i want to do so i might still keep it a secret but at least i think i'll be fine with it like but you just said you wouldn't do it because you're too afraid of the disease though now that's the thing right exactly right but don't you think you're just now you could use that as 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 the reason but it probably underneath that is because listen, they could put a condom on, or I could tell you I've sucked a lot of dicks and I've never gotten any. Kind of, people are probably laughing at this, but like I've never gotten any disease transferred that way. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I've thought about it. Yeah. On my like hornier days, like I'm definitely like all up for it, and um, you know, it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're probably not wrong. You're definitely not completely wrong. At least, let's say that. 
Yeah, no, listen, you're you. I don't know. I'm on the phone with you how long, you know. I mean, I, I don't have you figured out. You know yourself, right? Um, I just, because a couple times, more than once, you said, like, when you were explaining those first experiences that, you know, you were happy it didn't happen because the ramifications of how you would have felt if it did. And, you know, you didn't feel so bad because you didn't go really all the way that I think there's a little bit of a fear in you of how oh yeah i mean there's there's definitely a little bit like um i, I just mean that i'm I'm a little bit over it but yeah. like to your point uh-huh. um yeah like conservative background kind of thing mm-hmm. and like internalized homophobia kind of thing like, yeah it's you're still con- it's yeah, interesting yeah. that it, it's like you're still i think a little i don't know if confused is the right word but you know you don't maybe want to fully come into it like make it who you are or sort of accept it about yourself you know i don't right i think somebody yeah. else in your position would probably know better how to put it right because there's probably a lot of guys like you that are either where you're at now or past where you're at but was where you are now right and like i said could explain it better or maybe see what it is right i mean because you're in like a weird position or even though yep. it's so many years later, like I said, and bisexuality is much more acceptable, accepted and people know more about it, right? You're married. Your wife knows you for who you are. You have this secret that you have that, you know, what would it mean to really buy into the fact or really say, I'm bisexual, even to yourself first, right? Where do you go from there? You're in a marriage with a woman that doesn't know, right? Yeah. So I think it's like... Yeah you know oh, i see what you mean so you're oh so you mean the ramifications of admitting that to myself yeah like as it relates to like my marriage and everything well but, well then it then that's the next thing right because like if you fully come into that and you fully accept it and you say like you know you let your freak fly fly even for yourself then mm-hmm. what is that what is that how does how do you integrate that into your life and who you are now like wh- where do you put that do you keep it on the side do you make it you know there's a lot of and i don't know what happens if that happened like but i'm just saying it just leads to so many other things that you have to figure out and think about right so that i think oh, yeah. if you just sort of stay in denial of it a little bit and it, it stays in its place right it stays in the closet whereas if you open that oh, yeah. up even to yourself then it it's like now what do you do now it, it becomes there's all these other questions right and it, it becomes complicated yeah. it's complicated yeah absolutely absolutely i agree there right i mean you've listened i know that you said that you had you know found my podcast and then you were like binge listening i think i made like a whole buy uh p- playlist on um a youtube i should i have to include more i have so many episodes i i hear this story so many times and with it more so with guys that are even way further down the line than you are right that you know you can, yeah. you know and i'm sure that's why you're listening to those stories right to hear from the people even like when you said before when you met that guy i think it was the black guy that you said you were asking questions you asked this or that and like those questions at first i thought were like sexual questions you know but it turned out that you were like asking him questions about you know, him being by and coming to terms with it, really, like that's kind of like you're questioning him, right? I it's guess. like you're trying to learn yeah. about it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe a little bit of both, but definitely yeah. there's a lot of just like learning about it. For yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're like living with this alone, very alone, right? In And having a secret. 
I mean, it must. I mean, I wonder how it's going to be really interesting for you when you listen back to this. And I think it will be very cathartic having to spend an hour just really just talking about it out loud for the first time. But I think it'll be a, a, a slight turning point for you. It'll be helpful. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's kind of what I hope for, I guess. I don't know what I'm expecting like <laughs> together, but like definitely thoughts of that, um, you know, are, are, are something I, I hope for, you know. Yeah, because what do you do? Like, so since you've been married, when was the last time you fooled around with a guy? Uh, so the last time I... Or met up with one, whole, yeah. Like, yeah, that whole like jacking off and yeah. binging to porn kind of thing, like yeah. in the company of another guy. Mm-hmm. That was like maybe like a month ago. Oh, really? So where do you meet these guys now that you're married and you live with your wife? Uh, always at their place. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, so it just comes down to like a time when I'm in the mood and like also like later at night and maybe when I can get away with it, like if she's traveling or, right. you know, it's so late at night that she's asleep or whatever. Now, you never had a guy come to your house, have you? Uh, so that black guy... Uh, was actually at my place, but this was uh, when I was in college. Right, so it was before you were with her, living with her. Exactly. Right, but I'm saying while you've been married, it's not like your wife goes out of town no. and you have a guy over. No. <laughs> right. No, no. I've heard some pretty fucked up things, I got to tell you, of stuff that guys do when their wives go packing and leave for a business. I, mean, I remember one guy, it was like he was really into... Uh, like sniffing, like let, having people sniff his wife's panties, but like another guy and he would meet, he met this guy. He told me this story about, you know, his wife went on a business trip and, you uh-huh. know, the guy came over and they both let each other smell their wives' panties and they were jerking. But I was just like, oh my God, imagine like that wife, you know, has <laughs> no oh, idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. Yeah. shit that goes down when you go out of town, you know? I mean, and it, listen, it happens when, you know, guys leave town too, you know, shit goes down. But I was just like, oh my God. But um, so how, like, how often do you have those experiences with guys, like, since you been married like i know you said you were with someone last Mm -hmm. month like do you do it uh like once a year or is it like more than that Uh, like what's the no it's it's about it's about um maybe three or four times a year Uh and how do you feel afterwards like when you go home are you like more are you so pro at it now that you have no conflicting Uh, feelings it doesn't really bother me Mm -hmm. particularly because like usually when i go home like you know that high like lasts for like a long time so like i'm still in the midst of it kind of thing right um but then i mean even like the next day i don't particularly feel bad because yeah, i do like i i do wish that i wasn't cheating uh-huh. but um i don't know at the same time and like by the same token i'm not like fully cheating and i also can't get what i want from my wife so right. that's how i justify it to myself do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, totally. And you don't cheat on her with women, right? Uh, I think I did once, mm-hmm. um, but that was just like a drunken encounter kind of thing. Right. Was that early on? Uh, yeah, that was earlier on. Right. So a long time ago. Yeah. And I have to say, um, I, it's funny, and I bet she would disagree kind of thing if you asked her, but like, it doesn't, it feels a lot more like cheating if I were to hook up with girls. Um, like I've, I've had that situation where some girls like flirting with me gives me her number, starts texting me kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, like, it's all kind of clear, like where this is all leading. Yeah. And for some reason that feels really 
uh, like a big betrayal so much so that like I, I usually don't go through with it. Yeah. Versus like when it's just hooking up with these guys. Um, obviously, it is a betrayal, but it doesn't I don't feel. Yeah, it's a totally it right because it's it is very different. The betrayal is different. More like if she found out you're with a guy, it would be more like. The betrayal is that you you she didn't know that this was a part of who you were, right? Whereas when you do it, if you did it with another woman, the betrayal is, you know, I'm I'm, I don't know. It's it's you're, I'm like doing something with someone else, like what exactly what I do with you. You know, you're being intimate. You're you're. It's it is different. I, I listen. I think if your wife found out, and if women are listening to this right now, they're like, "Oh, cheating with a guy is cheating too." Of course, right? But I could see why you separate it the way that you do, and how you could, you know, how it's in different compartments. Like how you compartmentalize it makes sense, right? I get it. I don't even know how to fucking explain it. <laughs> this is right. This is, I, no, I know where you're going. I can't like, even right. fucking say it. Could somebody else? And we need a third person on this call we to say it better. What? I said we agree, it sounds like. Yeah, we know, but we don't know how to put it into words, right? And I get it. It's not that it's, but, you know, it's a betrayal, and you know, but it's just... Um, so, like, where do you where do you think you go from here? Like, is it something... Because I've heard from some guys where, you know, they always feel it, it's like an itch and it just gets bigger and bigger and then they have to scratch and they go, but they just feel like it keeps building, right? Like, for you... Uh-huh. Do you feel like you have it in control and if you just for the rest of your life, you know, because you're super young that you every now and then, you know, jerk off with a guy and that's enough for you? Or do you feel like you're Uh, going to eventually need more? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the short answer is no. And like similar to those guys, like it's definitely been like a kind of increasing uh, desire. Uh Like age. Uh Um, So, I mean, basically, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's just a matter of time kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just about when I can manage to do it, um, like safely and slash like get away with it. And it's also kind of the thing of like, you know, my wife and I, we like, we have a kind of a rocky relationship. Uh-huh. So it's always like, well, you know, it, it feels like this desire is like more permanent than my marriage. You know what I mean? Oh, this you're still like on and off. <laughs> what, why do you have a rocky marriage? What do you mean by that? Uh, well, we just, uh, we're just both hot tempered is one way to put it. Uh-huh. Um, or, or, you know, we just, um, maybe we need to work on our communication skills or our interpersonal skills. Like, I don't, I don't really know. You know what I mean? But we, yeah, we just argue a lot. Right. And this has been since day one, I'm assuming. Uh, because yeah. of all that off and on stuff. I mean, this was the girl that you said you yeah. were off and on. Do you have kids? Uh, yeah. Twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How old are they? Uh, they're like four. Right. And so did that make it, it, did that create more tension in your marriage? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I they mean, always, we, it always adds a strain, right? It's harder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, but it was, um, it was just more of the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. At least like now we had kind of like maybe a better reason to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about your sex life with your wife? Uh, pretty good actually. Mm-hmm. We're like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of chemistry there. Right, um, that hot temper thing is like also just adds to the that you have good sex, but good yeah, fights too, I guess. <laughs> right? I guess yeah. Listen, that's what probably keeps you together because if you had bad sex and you never and you're all arguing all the time, you'd both be like, "See you later." <laughs> I guess yeah. I all guess. right. 
sure. I've always made jokes like because like when I think about all the guys that I dated and the ones that I really liked and the ones that were really hard to get away from and the ones that were easier to break up with. Not that the breakup was easy, but I walked away and was I, I could stay away in the ones that I could never like those were the ones that I had the worst relationships with. But the sex was so good. I couldn't like leave like the sex to me if it's good, is sometimes uh, something that keeps you together more than an emotional connection without the sex. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely the case with us. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're right on the money. Um, that's one area that doesn't need too much improvement. Right. And um, thank God it's good there and still good after. Yeah, maybe you guys both need to work on your um, <laughs> your communication. But so for you, the reason why – like I, I would think – you know, but maybe it's just because I'm wired this way, like more revengeful. I don't know. But like that, if you because you, you're in a rocky relationship it, or maybe you do do it in this way, you know, when you're sort of arguing with her, having these bad times, that also helps you justify what you do. Or that's when you tend to be like, OK, fuck you. Like, I'm going to go see a guy tonight. You know, then you don't you feel yeah, less bad absolutely. about it because you're not yeah, absolutely you're not I mean, feeling close. I think, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think the times when I have um so like I'll I'll look every day, uh-huh. kind of, or at least every time I'm you know like jacking off or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's different kind of like intentions behind looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the days that I'm like, okay, I I really want to do it today. Yeah. Um, those those tend to like follow fights for sure. And yeah, that's what I would think. A bit of that like, you know what, kind of fuck you, like uh, you know, I can like understand myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally. I get that. That's how I, that's, if I was like acting out that way, that would help me justify it or would be push me in that direction, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. for, for sure. So when you say it's kind of building up, is it that you want to finally have, you know, either be a bottom or a top with somebody it's the bottom that you're, you've come to realize now, right? You're in the place where you realize you're more you like to be yeah. more the sub, right? Or a or bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, and I feel it's not like traditional kind of bottom. Like I think, and like usually that means like really kind of into, like into the whole thing and like into kind of like getting fucked, which uh-huh. is not really something um, like too like keen on. Yeah. But it's definitely about being, it's basically, it's definitely about like serving like a cock, you know what I mean? And like, it's like masculinity uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And you being, though, does it, do you like the feeling a little bit feminine yourself? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as far as I can imagine it, you know what I mean? Like, because I've had a lot of guys. I don't know. Have you listened to some of those ones where a I, couple of them? Yeah. How they really explained it. It was super interesting to me because it wasn't something, even though I've been doing my show for so long, a lot of, I'm sure I had other guys on that maybe felt that way, but they didn't really express it as clear as some of the guys that I've had on recently, you know, and it was such an interesting way to uh, hear, you know, that experience. I mean, I didn't know that that existed, but it w- it seemed like they liked to be with a man where they felt a little bit like a girl, right? It was like that kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't, I mean, I guess some guys really like to kind of go all out and the looking like a girl kind of thing. And yeah. Like, you know, maybe like putting on a wig or what, whatnot. Yeah. And I don't think that's for me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really just more about being on my knees, 
um, kind of like worrying about like um, his pleasure versus mine. Uh huh. Being sub- uh, I mean, like serving somebody. Serving somebody. I mean, I was going to say that I like like oral sex, like you know, um, with with all genders. So yeah. I like you know eating out a girl too. Yeah, and yeah. That's mostly because of you know I like to make like my partner feel good. Uh huh. So part of it is like this idea of like, well, it would be nice to make like a dick feel good. Yeah, yeah. But then part of it is just the just aside from that, just the whole kind of like subservience of like being on your knees and um, yeah, that whole thing. No, I, I would assume, and I think I asked you, like, or, or you said, you know, you were, like, in the beginning, you were like, am I not, I'm not gay because I like women, you know, and, and stuff like that. But, like, now, because you've been with a bunch of guys, you're with your wife, have you ever, like, because what I've learned about bisexuality is that it means that you can not only just, you know, be sexually interested in a man or a woman, you could also be romantically interested in a man or a woman. Do you think that you'd be able to be romantically interested in a man as well as be physically interested um, in him? No, not at all. Like right. It's, um, you know, like I, I allow that it's possible. Like uh-huh. It wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world like, uh-huh. given everything else. Uh-huh. But um, I just I wouldn't think so. And like in general, there's so much about men that is not attractive to me. Right. It's hard to imagine like actually being with somebody and like, you know, like, I'm sure this would sound weird to a lot of straight guys, but it's almost like touching, like, a muscular arm. Um, like, I would prefer to touch a dick than to touch a muscular arm. Like, the, it's almost like the muscular arm is, like, more gay, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean? mm-hmm. um, yeah. Right, because then it's, like, more about the... But it's more like that's a man, whereas like the dick is like it's just a dick. I don't know. I it's like when, I don't know why I feel keep getting in this position with you, but I feel like I know exactly what you mean. But I can't even put it into words. It's another, you know. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean I I totally understand why there would be that, you know that how you see things that way, you know. And so you've never yeah. kissed a guy. You just when no. you're right when you're just jerking yeah. off. Nobody knows about this. Have you ever been attracted to any of your friends? Like, um, not like their faces or whatnot. Uh huh. But their like bodies. kind of, yeah. Like I, I mean, I do think that like an absolutely kind of like ideal kind of um, uh, like masculine form uh-huh. can be attractive. Uh huh. It's just not the like the most important thing but yeah so like i've had like one or two friends who are like very um uh just kind of like well built yeah and um yeah it was a fantasy kind of thing like you know if we were both like totally kind of like up for it and whatnot then yeah i wouldn't mind do you feel like is there a part of you when you hear people like on my show if you've listened to some episodes where they're like very open about who they are like is there a part of you that wishes you could be open about it or are you totally happy with always keeping it a secret no not at all right i mean i feel like i might have to always keep it a secret but definitely i would like much prefer if um i could be open about it and if i could like you know um live it if i could kind of like indulge in it you know what i mean Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so is your wife like open minded? Do you think that you, she, you could ever explain to her that or well, let me ask you this. So I was going to ask you this before because I always worry for people when they're like, you know, because you're like hooking up with guys, you're texting with them, you have to have communicate, you know, where do you do all 
that stuff? And is there a yeah. chance that you could get busted? I mean, I guess there's always a chance, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, I definitely try to cover my tracks. And, you know, if I do anything online, it's always in that kind of like um, anonymous mode kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not, I don't have to worry about like my browser history kind of thing. Right. Um, but I then, mean, do you have Tinder on your phone? Well, I have Grinder. yeah. So, it, but it, so the app is on your phone? Well, like hidden away. Right, okay. Kind of like, you know, a file within a file kind of thing. Oh, okay. So she would never be able to see it on your phone. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. M- most likely kind of thing. But there's always the risk, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, that would be, that, that you never want to happen, right? <laughs> no, not at all. No, you definitely don't. I mean, I warn some people when they come on my show when they're at the point where they really are ready to come clean, but they haven't yet. or And there's a big part of themselves. Yeah, I'm always like, you know, watch what you wish for. Because if you don't, then get ahead of that. What 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 happens sometimes in that kind of situation is that you wind up getting busted by accident, right? It's like the person that's always complaining about the job that they hate and then they get fired, you know? You're not at that place. Like, you're still just trying to figure it out, right? And you, I, I don't see that for you, but I just, you know, I always like to tell people, like, make sure you really not sloppy with what you do because sometimes it's not because somebody goes looking or snooping. It's just that something pops up or they, you know, the other person finds out by accident and you don't want that to happen because like, you know, if your friends are like her, like, I mean, I don't know, just from like talking to you, you sound just totally normal, right? Like, I mean, if somebody was sitting next to you, would they ever think that you're into guys or like, would your wife be completely shocked? I mean, is there any, um, so I think, uh, definitely people would not suspect it. Yeah. Like I definitely have the kind of like typical straight guy, like affect. Yeah. And, um, my wife, I think she would be really surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's also kind of conservative, although like she's kind of open in the bedroom, I gotta say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I think this would be like, uh, you know, a bit too far for her. I don't I- think there's any chance that she would like be okay with it right and now the drugs is that still a part of your life or was that more so when you were younger uh it was more so when i was younger um and then i I mean it was like a huge part of my life when i was younger and like other kinds of drugs as well but these kind of ones that like go well with like the secret life yeah just by their nature almost like they're not what i used to like what i'm really into they're not really my jam yeah um so I mean, that's why I'd have to even, like, go on Grinder to find it because, like, I don't have any connections. Oh, so, so you're still doing the Tina, quote-unquote, when you're now? Uh, I mean, like, so so if I, like, that time I told you the last time I went, which yeah. was, like, about a month ago. Yeah. That I did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, oh, so when you say the high doesn't wear off, it's the high of the drug. You're still, that's the high you're talking about. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. but so she would never, though, know that you're high on that. Um, I mean, so the thing is, like, our history is definitely dotted with, like, my, like, doing drugs that I shouldn't have been doing. Oh, really? And, like, <laughs> her, like, Getting finding mad. out or, yeah. like, suspecting because it's not really her thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, I mean, basically, for the most part, all that stuff is behind me. With yeah, the yeah, exception yeah. of this kind of, like, crime of opportunity kind of thing that I'll maybe do like once in a blue moon it's just a part of the experience for you 
yeah it's really it's kind of connected to like the sexual side of it it's really not um yeah i mean it's not something i do Do you feel like you needed to hook up with a guy because you're uncomfortable or is it just something that you like or does it add because it adds to the horniness um so they're really different like the two um like but the meth is it's like its own experience and it just makes you like really it just it just ramps you up kind of thing uh-huh. so you're sex drive. yeah so that's really enjoyable like even if you're kind of by yourself honestly yeah um but i mean are you ex- killing two birds with one stone when you do that like you're getting you're sort of living that oh, yeah. younger part oh, yeah. of your life where you love drugs and you like to be high and experiment and you're oh, getting yeah. to fool yeah. around with a guy yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. Right. You're being st- doubly naughty because <laughs> your wife yeah. doesn't want you to do drugs, right? And she yeah. doesn't know you're with guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so you're super conservative, like outside of this? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. Uh, probably the opposite, actually. You, lived, you just grew up super conservative, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, is there something else, anything else you'd like to confess while you're on? Because I do think like in situations like this, right, when you hang up the phone, like most of the time I'll get an email from someone saying like, oh, my God, that was so great to finally like just speak the truth for the first time. Right. And then after you listen to it back to hear yourself talking about yourself, your own story, like in the third person, like you're going to get even more out of it, you know, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be even more interesting. This The conversation is always even more interesting to me when I hear it back as a third person, right? Um, and it's not even about me, right? But when I go to edit it, I'm always like, oh, this is like a great episode when I hear it outside of my, you know, as like I said, the third person. And when you hear your own story, you know, yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like because, you know, and especially for you where I think there's like a, a cathartic thing that will happen for you. Not only just now while you're saying it, but maybe when you listen to it back. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I guess um, you're asking if there's anything else. Yeah. Just, um, I, I guess I would just add that, um, like, myself, like, this has been something that, you know, as long as it's been there, it's I've always had, like, so many questions about it. And yeah. there's not really a wealth of information about it. Like, the specific situation where you really feel pretty sure that you're mostly into girls, but it's undeniable that you also like, you know, men or at least a part of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, uh, yeah, it's, if you feel that way, it's definitely, uh, you're not alone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of listen, I mean, there's, yeah. And I, I'll give you a link. I'll email you a link to my older episodes because there's a lot more than what's available when you look at the, the last hundred. I mean, I have over 300 episodes that I've taped. So there's, oh, yeah, that'd be great. yeah, there's a lot more that you haven't listened to. And I feel like, you know, you could get a lot by, I'm sure you get a lot of information or education when you listen to these other guys actually living it. Right. And I've had, you know, so many guys on with all different kinds of experiences, some where they're still doing it, you know, secret, some where they've let their person know somewhere they got divorced and the second person that they were with, they let them know. Right. I mean, there's just all different people to hear i don't know what you're you're still super young right a lot of times i find that when guys turn around 50 they're like so sick of keep you know if you wind up keeping a secret up until then that's when they like that's like the point where they all just like yeah they've had it they just want to be themselves and they don't care anymore you know um uh so who knows where you'll be by then or what will happen with you and like 
five years, you know, but I'm curious of how you'll feel about everything when you eventually do get to the point where you cross the line and do more with a guy, right? Because you've Mm -hmm. sort of kept it like in check in a certain place. Like I said, a very safe zone for you uh, Mm -hmm. for all this time that if you really cross that line, had a dick in your mouth or you were penetrated or any of that stuff, like, you know, how you would feel after that. And if you do that anytime soon, you want to come on and just talk about it. I'm, I'm yeah, down. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I'll definitely, uh, I'll let you know. Yeah. Be safe. Keep your stuff hidden. You know, I'll send you an email, uh, after this with the, uh, with the link to all my other episodes. So you could get more information, you know, you could hear from more guys cause I'm sure that will be helpful for you. Sure. And if please. anybody has any, cause I know you say that there's not much, there's not many like places where you could go or there's not a lot of information out there for you. I, if anybody that's by that has information for you, right. They should email me and I'll send it to you. Right. In, sure. Yeah. Awesome. To help you sort of navigate through what you're, cause you're kind of like in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would really appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. So keep me posted. I hope you, you know, enjoyed yourself. Um, I'm very curious of what you think, uh, after you listen to this, I'll let you know when I going to air it, it'll be a little bit because I have like a gazillion taped and, um, but it'll be soon and, uh, okay. you know, let me know afterwards how you, how, how it went. Will do. Uh, okay. thanks so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for All calling right. in. Take it easy. Bye. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.